0: What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 334 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. It is time for the Hot Tags edition of the week where we're going to be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, bullshit, hearsay, uh, shenanigans, innuendo. innuendo. A little bit of indigno, uh a little bit of scuttlebutt, uh, pretty much anything else that we want to talk about in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment and whatever else comes to our mind from the past couple of days. Thanks for joining us for this edition. And who is going to be joining us? Well, I'm your host as always, Tony Mango, and we've got Robert De Felice. Hello. And a first-timer here, Jonathan Maldonado. What's up? A lot of uh, a lot of things according to our truth at least a lot of people. <laughs> But, man, this is not, uh, the best week when it comes to hot tags. (laughs) This is, we had insanity for a while, and it was just, there's so many things to talk about. Then this week goes by, and here we are, Monday night, usual time to do the hot tags without needing that extra little break with the Superstar shakeup. and it is a week, 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 I guess you should say differently, week, 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 uh... As you can tell, I'm still a little bit out of it from being so fucking overworked. (laughs) I've forgotten so many things over the past bunch of days. I literally last night was at Outback, and I was looking at the menu going, I think I want to get that kind of a steak or whatever, and about two minutes into it, I went, oh, it says salmon. And I was like, I guess I'm not going to get that. (laughs) And now that I brought that up, now I'm hungry for salmon. So this is how it's going to work here today. So so what's your go-to
1: order at Outback Steakhouse? Steak. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Actually, I had a pretty decent meal last night. You got a loaded baked potato, sans the uh, sour cream, not a sour cream fan. You get nine ounce sirloin. And uh, I played it a little bit healthier last night. Normally I go with the um, soup that potato soup, because it's fucking awesome. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to eat a lot of bread if I do that. So I ate their mixed veggies and I was just like, I'm healthy today. you know. And then I ate a fucking parfait and I was just like, no.
2: (laughs) So you typically get a loaded potato and potato soup. Oh yeah, because it's so good. Oh man. A lot of potatoes.
0: (laughs) A lot of starch. Um, I'm a starch guy. Tony starch. (laughs) As you can tell, this is one of those weeks. <laughs> so, This originally was going to start off with the main topic being the thoughts on the regular WWE Network special. Every week there's a n- another special, and it's usually Ride Along, or... Uh, I don't know why I was going to go with Swerved there. Swerved hasn't been around in, like three years. Well,
1: because they showed the commercial right before...
2: Oh, that's right. The they, they did show thing. that.
0: Maybe that is just subconsciously packing away my brain. Uh, but this week... Bruno San Martino had passed away. We talked about this before. So they decided that they were going to do a tribute and we tried to watch this and it's just not for us. So if you're
1: a, if you're a historian then you've then you know what you need to know. Mhm. You, you know what else can you say? That's the thing is
0: if you are into this, it seemed like I watched about half of it and I don't really follow a lot of that old-timey wrestling stuff just not my thing you know some people are like man i really love ecw and i was like ah, i was always wwe guy some people are hardcore like smoky mountain is the best and i'll watch anything or awa or uh, you know AAA, a like anything like that you've got your favorites and your your things you don't like as much and stuff and the old school wrestling has just never been something for me and when you start talking about Just like, you know, hey, it's uh, Buddy Rogers here and he's going to tackle him and do that kind of thing. I'm just like, I kind of don't care. And Bruno's got a good enough story that I I can see like some interest in it and stuff. And I know it sounds like sacrilege to say that kind of stuff about the longest reigning champion who just passed away. But I really wasn't all that into it. So I kind of shut it off and I might put it on later on when I go to sleep. But I also have a lot of stuff to catch up on, you know, Batman Ninja's coming out. I'm going to watch that. I still am behind on, uh, like, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I didn't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine yet, so I'd rather, like, chuckle at Brooklyn Nine-Nine than to kind of watch something about, like, Nazi Germany, (laughs) you know? It's just me, so.
1: Spoiler, the Nazis are the heels, you know?
0: At the very least in this case. I don't know. There might be some movie out there or some documentary where there might not be. But standard, typical plot. <laughs> That's awful to that we'll say. <laughs> now, if you guys watch this, anybody listening to this, and you think that there's anything in particular that was interesting, drop a comment below. Tell us what we're missing out on, because then maybe we'll think twice about it and stuff. And if you hate us for it, because we started off the podcast already saying something that was already offensive, then you... Clearly have never listened to this before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and listen, unlike Tony, I am an old-timey wrestling guy, but I've already seen what I need to see on Bruno. So at 1130 at night, I think it was pretty safe to say I didn't need to finish it right then and there. I'm not an Dude, old-timey anything guy. I don't have a
2: mustache. I don't... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to watch this, but WWE Network won't let me. Yeah, you were, were having media just like... not found.
0: Just media not found that was popping up. So I
1: tried to watch on my PlayStation. It was like, uh, error. Video cannot be shown. So I knew immediately, okay, go on the computer because the apps are being stupid.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I had no issue with it, but that doesn't really help. (laughs) It didn't make it more interesting. I'll end up, like, jinxing myself by saying that, too. When the greatest Royal Rumble comes out, I'm going to have, like, so many issues, I'm sure.
1: And then you're going to need to cover it, and then you're going to be fucked.
0: Yep. That'll happen. So, fast forward to uh, Friday night, when you're listening to the podcast that we do after the post-show and stuff, and you're going to hear me go, and and this part was just fucking frustrating, because, you know, whatever, and, why are they changing the titles again? And, like, all (laughs) that kind of stuff. Well... Because Um, that was our main topic, we are going to kind of just shoot the shit a little bit here tonight, and we're not going to make it like some three-hour-long podcast. We've been doing way too many of those, but we are going to kind of grab-bag it, sort of, because actually some of the other topics that were in like the, uh, I don't know, I was going to go with bag again, but (laughs) in the realm of things that we were going to potentially talk about... Some of them are still not even anything we could talk about. Like, for instance, if we're talking WWE Network specials, they announced that they were going to have a brand new show, WWE Marquee Matches. It hasn't premiered yet.
1: No information about it. The first show is going to be based on the 1992 Royal Rumble. But my question would be, okay, but how do you make a show out of that?
0: Well, I don't know too much about this, but... I would assume, based off of WWE's track record, marquee matches is going to be one of those things where they just copied and pasted the same exact thing that they've done with everything else. Where it's just, this is some information about the 1992 Royal Rumble. And here are some clips of some interviews that we've done in the past where people are like, well, this was the environment going on. And, you know, we've had Ric Flair and he was doing this and he was doing that. And it's essentially just another documentary thing.
1: But it might be something more. They're doing three new episodes of this this week. Tuesday, it will be the 92 Rumble. Wednesday, it will be the 2008 Rumble. And Thursday, it will be the 2018 Royal Rumble. Oh, they're
2: doing three of them.
1: I guess because the greatest Royal Rumble is coming.
2: Right. Sounds like revisionist opportunities for me. Go back. Check out some old Rumbles. Let's add some new spins to it and then add some new stories and we'll talk about it at the new greatest Royal Rumble. That's what it sounds like to me.
1: Um, The 92 Royal Rumble is the greatest Royal Rumble. Tony, you going to agree, disagree? It's up there. It's, it's yeah. pretty
0: high. I agree. What were the other ones that they said that they were doing? The 2018 uh, and what?
1: And 2008 with uh, John. When's the 2008 one? The John Cena, Mass Square Garden comeback?
0: No, I mean, uh, when are they premiering that? Oh, Wednesday is
1: 2008. Thursday is 2018.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I wonder why they're just, like, slapping these all in. Because they also have another episode of the uh, Something Else to Wrestle with. um,
1: Okay, yeah, but that's on demand, though. These are going to be, like, airing at a specific time slot. I think it's, like, 9 o'clock every night. Hmm. We can talk about something else to wrestle with this week since it was actually on the network this week. <laughs> yeah, now we actually got a chance to see it. That's another thing. Underwhelmed. Awkward.
0: Did you watch it, John? I did not.
1: Yeah, no. a very awkward. I listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast a lot and it works in podcast form, but it was super weird with it being on the network and Conrad's like, Hey, look, China's here. Wait, are we still on? Triple H, did you take us off the air yet? It was just like,
2: what the fuck? Yeah, I heard that they weren't going to censor it or anything and just leave it the way it is on the podcast, but that just sounds like a to me.
1: Well, it is exactly as it is on the podcast. Conrad's still reading the Observer, and Bruce is still like, you know, fuck Dave Meltzer. Yeah, yeah, that
0: basically seemed like that was it, and that whole bit with all like holding up your whoever you're doing the impression of the little picture of them, uh, that's not good. <laughs> it really isn't, especially when he did the Jr. one. That just seemed <laughs> offensive.
1: I guess, like he's been doing it for a while. I guess Jr. doesn't care. I don't even think Jr. cared about Oklahoma quite honestly. You know. JR seems like he's got a thick skin. You know, Dr. Heine, Anybody? I think if you're going
0: to try to make fun of Jim Ross anytime soon, call out the way that he's tweeted every once in a while, because I don't know. I haven't been following too much on Twitter, because I just don't like Twitter and everything. We talked about this before. But I have caught every once in a while. It'll be like, I think it was Caitlyn was the first one I noticed, where Caitlyn tweeted out some, like, photo shoot of hers, and he just retweeted it with... Damn. I was just like, you dirty old fuck. Like, <laughs> all right, well, JR.
1: Listen. L- listen, Caitlin is very damn, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, I mean, he's still got nothing on Ric Flair. Ric Flair appears on the Andre thing. Well, what do you want me to tell you? He's got a size 24-e boot. <laughs> and it wears a size 24 ring. What else do you want to know? Giggles like a fucking pervert. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ Blair
0: yeah I was not too impressed with this Bruce Pritchard podcast and it just felt a little bit awkward and it also seemed like they didn't really know what their limits were necessarily but they wanted to try to push the envelope but they also didn't want to really do anything that was that innovative or anything like that and of course this sounds ridiculous being a podcast, reviewing a podcast and whatever but Hey, it is what it is. It's a WWE Network show, and I checked it out, and I'll listen to it if they've got a topic that makes sense to me. Like, the next one is... Oh, uh, God, what was that? I had the note down about that before. It's something that I was like, oh, you know, I'll actually watch that one. Oh, the Mega ah. Powers Explode. Oh. So, yeah, like, I'll listen to that one. I'll get some, hopefully, some juicy little bit of information on, like, that kind of an angle. But I really don't want it to be some two hour long or whatever thing where Conrad's just sort of like, now, now chat me up here. Can uh, <laughs> the Dave Meltzer says that uh four star match here on this show uh, Canadian stampede, this, um, uh, what are your thoughts on that match? And Bruce Pritchard going, I thought it was a good match. Like, I, I really don't want to sit through. anything think that's like that too much. So we'll see. Uh, I don't think it's going to last all that long.
1: Yeah, at least like the podcast itself will do fine, but it's it's very weird in a video format on the WWE network.
0: Mm. And we'll see what this marquee matches thing is. Maybe it's interesting, or maybe it's just like WWE rivalries or the plethora of interview-based content that they have, which is the cheapest thing for them to do. And it's always just like we have a brand new show. This one, we talk about stuff. <laughs> awesome.
1: Uh, um have you seen the WrestleMania Theater collection on the network?
0: No. Nope. Don't even know what it is.
1: You might want to go back and watch one of the matches in that collection. It's just recent WrestleMania matches with a more theatrical camera view. It makes the matches a little bit more interesting to watch and gives you a different viewpoint on them. Like that old Power Rangers reboot where they added like all those like
0: pow, like, cut type of <laughs> no. 1960s Batman things?
1: <laughs> no. What
0: What's this called again? This new Wrestlemania thing you're talking it's,
1: about? It's Wrestlemania Theater. It's in the collections section on the network. Huh. See,
0: now, if they had something like Mystery Science Theater, and that was, like, the Wrestlemania version of that, and you had, I don't know, Dean Ambrose and stuff sitting down, watching and doing some commentary on that, I'd watch that. They
1: tried that as a web exclusive for a while, it was called. Film shoot
0: or something uh, right yeah. film room
1: no it was um wasn't a film room wasn't that the michael cole thing no it was uh it was josh matthews and road dog and it was like a mystery science theater meets their own version of botchamania hmm. i forget what it was called but yeah it was it was terrible
0: probably like can't make any jokes about anything can't really talk about anything behind the scenes so it's just like wow look at that clothesline (laughs) we need to do this mark uh announce table soon toss your suggestions in the comments below we got a bunch of weeks coming up where it's gonna be like i don't know uh let's move on to another topic here we've got a cryptic instagram post from enzo amore if you have not heard from him in a while then you're pretty much like everybody else because he went off the grid for a while And he deleted pretty much everything. I'm assuming part of that is his lawyer just saying, like, get rid of it all, just burn it, you know. But he put up a thing on Instagram, and it's just those, like, well, I'll preface it this way. If you haven't seen the picture yet, shoes tied up, they're hanging on a wire. This can mean a lot of different things, but he puts on top of it, it's been real, a little peace sign, and what looks like a postage stamp to me. Is that right? Yeah, is that so. supposed to be some something else? Am I like showing my Boy, age and I'm not hip?
1: <laughs> I just see the peace sign. I don't see the postage stamp.
0: Hmm. I'm seeing a little postage stamp. And when I hover over it, it doesn't say anything else. So I, I guess it's kind of like that, which to me, it gives me this kind of impression of, all right, well, it's been real. I'm hanging up my boots. I'll see you later. That kind of a thing. That he's not going to wrestle anymore, although he really was um, wrestling.
1: I mean, you could have said that at any point in time, I think, and nobody would have been surprised.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
2: I don't know why I mean, now. I think, but... it was, I think it was time for him to go. I mean, 205 was a little fun with his character, you know, being a champion, but too much of him. I mean, apparently he loved that character in real life, and everybody was tired of him. I didn't see that lasting for too long. I'm
0: surprised he lasted that long if he really Um, was like that.
1: You know, and I mean, the charges were dropped, but we still, you know, that's gonna follow him forever.
2: Yeah, you don't get rid of that.
0: Well, he'll probably try to get some kind of a career elsewhere. You know, he apparently really fancies himself a rapper, so maybe he'll try to do something with that, but it's probably not gonna work out, and maybe we'll see him just popping up on like random indie shows and stuff, but This does give the implication, at least to me, that he's hanging up his boots. And the only other thing I can think of, and I don't know if this is a thing that is true or not, but doesn't it typically mean when somebody has, like, shoes hanging up on phone lines that that means that there's a house nearby that you can get drugs?
2: Yes, that's exactly what that means.
0: So maybe (laughs) he's going to be a drug dealer now? Um, (laughs) Maybe That's his thing. I don't know.
2: I mean, I o- honesty
1: is the best policy. So, you, know, <laughs> you know?
2: I mean, I actually just learned that the other day. I was watching, uh, mm-hmm. there's this uh, documentary series on Netflix called Dope. Um, I don't know if you guys have caught that yet. Um, but uh, there was a pair of white uh, Nike Uptowns hanging from a uh, phone wire. And apparently that symbolized this is where you, this is either where somebody got caught or where some drugs were getting dealt. I don't know, something like that. So, could mean a bunch of different things. Who knows?
0: I was always curious if that meant that, like, it's just a universal symbol, you know, choose equals drugs somewhere in vicinity, or if it was kind of one of those things where it's like, well, those are more clogs. So I don't, I don't like that kind of choice <laughs> of drug. Like, <laughs> kind of real specific. Like, some guys like trying to get like I don't know heroin or something like that, and he's like driving down the street, and he's like. Ah, damn! Black sneakers. I need to get like green ones. (laughs) Well, I guess green ones would probably be weed. You know what I mean? Like,
2: (laughs) I live in the Bronx and certain neighborhoods. There are there places where there are a lot of sneakers on one phone line, (laughs) and I don't know if that means that it like this is better drugs over here, or like there's a lot of variety. So if that's the case, you know, I'm I'm at a loss for for what that means. So I'm really interested to know what multiple sneakers mean.
0: That's just like a plantation worth of I <laughs> stuff, I guess. I don't know if you know, drop a comment below and, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, use a fake name. So you don't out yourself, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that's an interesting kind of story with some of the random things we got here. Uh, the rock had a kid and another girl, somebody down for prom or something.
1: Yeah. He, uh, some girl, I guess, posted a video. It was like, "I'd love to go to the prom with The Rock." And The Rock actually sent a video back, and you know, they sent it to the girl. The girl cried. It was cute. It was, you know, The Rock's a very people person. He is the people's champion after all. She Dude, cried too. I wasn't to even us. aware that
2: he was in a relationship. I was actually just having a conversation with some coworkers the other day about him and how much money he makes in Hollywood and and whatnot. We were like, "Is he married? Does he?" Do you have a girlfriend does he have anybody else as a child other than the daughter we all know already and apparently this is his third daughter and i didn't even know so dude is a, does a really good job of keeping that out down low
1: well uh the first daughter was the one he had with his ex-wife now still business partner right uh she's what is she? Eighteen? She's yeah,
0: yeah she's, she's somewhere older. around there. She was on a uh, RAW recently, wasn't she?
2: she? She was actually. She was at Mania as well. Oh, Mania, side.
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah. She's always there with her grandmother. They were cheering on Nia Jax, right? Um, she seems like most girls. Yeah, Nia, however, is not. <laughs> and the no. second child he just had a couple years ago with this woman. I forget her name
0: right now. Yeah, never been much for celebrity gossip and dating and stuff, so a lot of times when it's like, did you hear so-and-so broke up? And I'm like, they're a thing? Okay, you know. So I never really paid too much attention to what The Rock's been up to. Uh, I know he broke up with Vin Diesel, at the very least. (laughs) Speaking of Vin Diesel, that
2: was the only daughter I knew, that Fast and the Furious movie, where he like breaks his cast by just flexing his muscle <laughs> in the in the hospital room and then he drives a, a car through through a building was that him or one of the other cast members it is ludicrous i don't know
0: it's probably all of them at some point
2: yeah <laughs>
0: it sounds like <laughs> i've never seen a single fast and the furious movie and i kind of feel like uh one. if i did that it would just like maybe if i binge watched all of them I would just sort of get like one big takeaway and it would just be like <laughs> just kind of one of those things. And then Pretty family. Much. Family, family. Over and over again. Uh so the prom thing was just like Sorry, I can't actually go to prom, I'm famous and you're not, but here's like some tickets to Rampage, right? Wasn't that like that kind of a thing? Like didn't he invite her to see Rampage or something? Or skyscraper or
2: I mean, did she get a prom date, or is that a way of getting another type of date? I mean, how does that work?
0: Maybe he sent her a pet rock. <laughs> It'd be pretty bad if it was true, but why not? That's what I would do if I was a celebrity, and I was like a uh, total dick like that. just kind to be like, turn into this kid, make an ass of everything, and then be like, yeah, don't send me uh, prom requests anymore. What else we got here? Uh, blah 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 blah. I didn't have too many notes down because this is kind of a grab bag situation. Oh, okay. Here's one. Um, Harry Smith kind of got into a little bit of a situation with at uh, uh, Russell Con. He threw coffee at Jake Roberts, and now he's wanted for battery for it. That's a thing. Little Davy Boy Smith Jr. I think that the reason why, if I remember correctly, that he had said he did this was. He was mad at Jake the Snake for something he had said about Davy Boy.
1: Am I good now? I was having a little technical difficulties.
0: Uh, it sounds like it is because you popped in the middle of there. As but i was... <laughs> so, <laughs> he just got converted over from a transformer to a real boy.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, connection cut out real bad there. <laughs> um, did I? Did you guys already move on from the Rock?
2: Yeah. Yep. We were on Jake the Snake.
1: Oh oof. how's that
2: per for, for a transition?
1: Uh well we should have gone from Enzo and the Drugs to Jake the Snake. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> he actually recently did a, a meet and greet in New York at a House of Glory show. I Guess it's one of the ways that they got some ticket sales out there.
0: Jake the Snake did?
2: Yeah. With a uh, mean Gene Oakland as well. Of there. course,
1: why? Why not? <laughs> I, House of Glory doesn't need the legends gimmicks to to pop really sales but I'm sure it doesn't hurt.
0: What do you guys think about this whole Russell Con thing? Because we don't know all the details necessarily, and maybe Jake the Snake did provoke something or whatever. But
1: uh, can you backtrack and give me the details?
0: From what I know, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Harry Smith. Threw coffee at Jake the Snake, and he's wonderful for battery now. And the reason why he said that is uh, that he did that is because Jake the Snake had said something derogatory about Bulldog. But...
1: Um, I believe it 100%. I, I, like, I don't know why that would be made up. You understand what I mean? I just people always want to look for the conspiracy theory. I can't see Harry Smith being like, you know what I feel like doing today? Throwing coffee on Jake the Snake Roberts. Well, see. I don't know. I think it could be
0: a little bit more difficult than that. This could be a scenario where maybe Jake, the snake was just like in some interview or something. I I haven't done all the research for this. And again, if you know, leave a comment below, tell me what you think, but maybe this is a case where he was talking about how drug addiction is horrible and it affects a lot of people. And maybe he said something like, Hey, look, DDP has been helping me out and helping Scott Hall out and, maybe, you know, this person and that person and that person, and it's a shame we couldn't have gotten to people like Davy Boy and everybody else ahead of time, and maybe we could have saved them. It could have been something like that. And, for all we know, that could be the type of thing that would set off somebody like a Harry Smith, and he could have just been like, hey, you you mentioned my dad, and you shouldn't talk about my dad. Because a lot of people are really weird about that kind of stuff. Like, you can say to them, you know, I, I gave your, uh, Phone number to somebody the other day, they want to talk to you for a job interview. And some people could be like, You gave out my phone number? Why are you talking about me behind my back? And it's like, I'm doing you a favor. Like, some people act like that. You know what I mean? Or he could have been like, Oh, fuck, British Bulldog. He was awful and I hate him and I'm glad he's dead or something. And then it's like, Oh, well, you're an asshole and <laughs> you deserve coffee
1: in your face. You know? Stuff um, without knowing the information, really. Harry claims Robert's daughter then tried to fight him. And says that Jake and his daughter were acting inappropriate and wanted to start a scene. You know, uh, it's unfortunate. I always get bummed out when I hear that, like, Jake is, you know, on some type of scene. Or when you hear that, you know, Scott Hall fell off the wagon. Or just anything unfortunate about these legends that we hear are actually making a turnaround. You know, it's just, it's sad.
0: Yeah. Can't disagree. The only other topic that I have written down here, and this just opens it up to a couple other things, Impact Wrestling finally decided, stickers aren't good, let's get new titles. And they don't look that bad, admittedly.
1: They they look really good. Apparently they had the titles ready, from the moment they dropped GFW and Jared and all that, but they wanted to wait for the pay per view because it just would have been a bigger moment.
0: Hmm. Is that why they called it Redemption?
1: Yeah, because it's to signify the new, another new era <laughs> in in TNA's or Impact Wrestling's the eighteenth
0: new era. <laughs> this one will work, they said for the fifteenth time. How many
1: Um, does
2: Austin Aries get to bring around with him?
1: Well, he lost the Impact Heavyweight title to Pentagon Jr. of Lucha Underground. So, right now, TNA's kind of co-promoting with Lucha Underground, and they took the next step in that by having Pentagon Jr. win the title last night in a triple threat that he wasn't even supposed to be in because it was supposed to be Aries versus... El Patron, Patron and Patron no-showed the Lucha Underground thing. So they went with this, and I guess they're just trying to spark something by having Pentagon win. I don't know. I will say for what it's worth, the Redemption pay-per-view was probably the finest showing of TNA in at least the last couple years. It was pro wrestling as you expected. In North America, at least as it has been, you know, since the Attitude Era. Good stuff, except I don't like Pentagon winning the title because I just want them to have a stable top of the card. You know what I mean? I have
0: no idea what went on in this show. (laughs) (laughs) I know Tessa Blanchard showed up. Yeah, I I, know that. Uh, Pentagon was somebody who I don't really know, and that my gut instinct was to just try to figure out a way to make, like, octagon, hexagon type jokes, and that these titles are blue as shit. That's well, a, that,
2: all that's I know brand, about this event. It's a pretty blue. I mean,
0: it's attractive. I'm not opposed to the blue. I think it's a little bit overdone. But I do not like these owls.
1: Well, Anthem yeah, but it's like do you need to have owls all over the place like the, just... the owl is is it's their brand it's their symbol they tried to have the owl start the shows when they first switched over to anthem see that's
0: why I like the knockouts one the best because the owl is just like in like the little side plate kind of things. it's got like think- a star kind of pattern or whatever like that, and you know that one looks good, but there's a little bit of, like, the tag team one in particular, there's a lot of owls in that, and it kind of yes. reminds me a little bit of just, like, I, I hate the WWE tag team titles. I hate those, like, sentinel kind of designs. Oh, awful. So you've got, like, in WWE, apparently it means tag team when you've got two, like, Spartans, and in Impact, it means tag team when you have two owls. Just strikes me like that, and that kind of drives me nuts a little bit.
1: But Funny, it is how better. Many more, how many more new eras does it take to get to the final end of TNA Wrestling? More than three in a bite. <laughs> <That's> for <sure.
0: laughs> and for the first time in a while, we're talking about food, and I do not really feel like eating a Tootsie Pop right now. That didn't translate I, as much.
1: I, I've never been a fan. But uh, TNA had new tag team champions as well. It was Scott Steiner and Eli Drake. Now, Scott Steiner? Scott Steiner.
2: Scott Steiner is a champion in 2018. Let that sink in, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hold on, because that's not the best thing he did that night. Petey Williams was cutting a promo, and I don't know if you guys know, but 10 years ago, Petey Williams was Scott Steiner's little sidekick, and he was like mini Scott Steiner. And there's also the famous TNA promo of the Scott Steiner math. Fucking love it. Yeah, okay, so PD was challenging Matt Seidel, former Urban Bourne, for the extortion title. And Matt Seidel will no longer be, I guess, getting advice from Josh Matthews. So PD Williams is doing Scott Steiner math. He's like, you take out Josh Matthews, my odds have now increased 66 and two-thirds percent. <laughs> and Scott Steiner comes up to him and he goes, hey, 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 forget your Canadian math. Listen, the best chance you ever had was when you looked like me. The best time of your career was when you looked like me. The most you ever made love to your wife was when you looked like me. I bet she misses me, doesn't she? And then Petey goes, Hey, Scott, why don't we go to Cracker Barrel after the show? You're on! Just bring your wife. And I'm like, what the hell <laughs> just happened? But it, Scott Steiner is a treasure, and should he be a champion in 2018? No, but... You know, same could be argued for Brock Lesnar.
0: Well, where's the grand championship in all this?
1: Uh, it's around Austin Aries. How come that didn't get a new belt? Because that one actually looks good and looked good for a while. But shouldn't they just give it
0: another one of those just to kind of met, uh, match all the blue design and all that kind of stuff? Because that doesn't have a whole lot of blue in it, if I remember correctly.
1: Well, it's got the uh, the Impact logo, and I think it's... Uh... It's like a silvery kind of uh, hmm. hexagon because there's six sides. Still, my favorite name for a championship. Yeah, it's a really good looking title too. I think they should just have that as the world title, but you know they don't want to. That's well, better than when they had the um,
0: global championship and the legends championship and the king of the mountain championship and the TV championship and the. And those
1: are all the same belt, by the way.
0: Yep. <laughs> Still, quite, uh, don't quite understand what the hell the X Division is supposed to be anyway, though. I know it's like cruiserweight. It's not about weight
1: limits, Tony. It's about no limits. Damn it. Anybody can be X Division champion. So except it's any title. It's the same as anything else. <laughs> except not anymore because I think they actually put a weight limit on it. So it's the know.
0: no limit thing with the limits on it that's not for anybody, but it's for specific people, but anybody can do it. X, 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 X. <laughs> just like.
1: I'm well, let's be they honest, they just really like name.
0: the label to X things. The That's
1: accent. it. Yeah, but I'm surprised they haven't done away with it because X Division and the emphasis on the letter X is a very early 2000s thing. You know, like, everything was extreme, and I'm just surprised they haven't done away with that.
0: Check that on the next reboot of Impact.
1: Well, but then again, uh, Vince kept the XFL. So, you know, I guess it just works for some people.
0: Maybe those are going to be the new people that can win the X Division title. Only X Division people from XFL can win it.
1: Yeah, but they're going to put the X Division title in the middle of the field. And you got to do a scramble
2: for it. That would be amazing. <laughs> that's That's football I would watch.
0: What else is there uh, to talk about? I mean, anybody have any ideas of something to toss out there? We got, that's about like we've done about a half an hour's worth of this, but we got a little bit of time to bullshit or something. Why not? This is a pretty weak addition to hot tags, and people listening are probably gonna be like, "Oh, that's it." Well, you're getting two more podcasts later on this week, everybody. So keep that in mind yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be they're
1: gonna be a lot more uh, heavy.
2: Yeah, uh, for six hours of a second Royal Rumble.
1: Since I didn't get to say it during the Rock thing, I think the funniest thing on Raw tonight was when they showed The Rock and Corey's like, wait a minute, somebody (laughs) tell me why The Rock is in a hospital bed without a shirt on. He didn't just give birth.
2: (laughs) I love that line. That was great. (laughs) I was cracking up. But uh, speaking of what announcers were saying tonight, I found it amazing that Michael Cole decided to point out that Chad Gable beating Jinder Mahal was his greatest victory in WWE so far. Oh, Think God, about that.
1: that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, by the way, this is after they made a Vern Troyer joke. For those that don't know, Vern Troyer was. I, mini-
0: <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. Which that was a little bit like, oh, why you know.
1: Verne Troyer just died what yesterday, and oh, they're god. over here like, "Hey, Chad Gable! Oh my god, I thought Minnie me died yesterday."
0: <laughs> this is pretty bad. The Nicholas <laughs> joke was Nicholas like kind of funny. funny. Yeah, yes. agree. Yeah, it was Agreed. good, and
1: and then they squashed it with a dead person <laughs> joke.
0: Yeah, it sounds like exactly the type of thing that would be in like some comedy where somebody's like on a roll. And they get, like, really confident, and then they just completely kill the mood. So it's like, Jennifer Mahal sitting there like, Hey, you remind me of, like, that little kid. And then there's, like, you know, a bunch of people like, Ah, he's so tiny and whatever like that. And then it's like, he, like, you know, boasts himself up a little bit. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah I'm pretty fucking funny, aren't I? And that dead midget. And then it's like, Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck you. Like, you know, like that kind of thing. What? What? It's yesterday. Too soon. Like, that kind of thing. Like... Oh, God. That felt just strangely out of place to me. I did not understand that at all. Uh,
1: I'm surprised they didn't apologize for it either. Usually, when they do stuff like this, they apologize in 20 seconds. Maybe they they will.
0: Maybe, like, they'll have some kind of backlash and send out some tweet.
1: No, Tony, backlash is next Sunday. Not this Sunday. It might
0: as well be. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't catch the thing about the greatest win being over Jenna Mahal, though. That's pretty yeah, they, bad. Yeah, they
1: were marking out like if he just beat John Cena.
2: Like <laughs> Yeah, no, he, Cole, was, Cole was, like like Rob said, he was marking out a little bit on that. Biggest win of Gable's career. And it's was like, I get it. He's a former WWE champion. They're going to say that for any former champ who gets beaten by a relative newcomer. Um, but even more interesting, I think, about Chad Gable today, that he came out to the American Alpha theme.
1: Yeah, they're not giving him his own, a a new theme. They're just going to have him come out to that weird American Alpha theme.
2: Do they put him back together? I mean, they're on the same show now? No. I think they have to at some point. They
1: flat out said, I'm not bringing you on Raw to team with Jason Jordan. Although there was three references to Jason Jordan tonight, so he's definitely coming back.
0: Well, here's where I'm thinking they're going with him, and maybe it happens sooner, maybe it happens later. I'm kind of assuming that the way that they were setting up a little bit tonight with Kurt Angle and stuff, we might get Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn down the line. I really don't want to see that.
1: Well, you half predicted that for Mania with a uh, Jason and Kurt versus Kevin and Triple H, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for but
0: you, Tony. At this point, I already saw the, the general manager storyline. I don't want to say it again. But I think we're gonna get that. And I would not be shocked at all if they either go with Chad Gable versus Jason Jordan as a feud, or if they do pair him back up. Because even though they said that, that that's not gonna be the case, they did just turn Gable babyface. And Jason Jordan's sort of he's a babyface that's not getting over as a babyface, but he's had a little bit of time off. And if they don't push him the same way, maybe he does come back as a babyface. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's how they do turn him, by having him team up with Gable again and people can actually cheer them. I could see that being the case. Because what I mean, else is
2: Jason Jordan going to do? You know, I mean, I love, it. I love the idea of those two feuding. I mean, in ring, it would be incredible. Both of them are are magicians in the ring uh, when they're together. So I can only imagine against each other. That would be great. Um, I really like both of them. Um, and I think Gable has sort of that Kurt Angle corniness from when he's first started. And I think, you know, pairing them all personality-wise, we didn't get to see that too much when they were a tag team. You know, you put them against each other. You start to get their personalities clashing against each other. I think you got a little something going on there with, with Jason Jordan and Chad Gable.
0: Maybe it's even the opposite way around from what they were doing in NXT, where originally Gable was the one always pitching to Jordan to team up. Maybe this time around, Jordan's just kind of like, hey, we should be a team again. And then it's like, I made uh, some new towels for us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like the ready, willing and Gable catchphrase. I was sad when they retired it.
0: Especially since that wasn't too long uh, after I had already put up a T-shirt, <laughs> the unready, unwilling, incapable. <laughs> that <one. laughs> Surprisingly, that one never got taken down. Well, eat sleep is repeat. Your
2: Nicholas one still up.
0: Yeah, that one is too. But you I put up eat sleep repeat, and they're like, "Fuck you! We can't do the Brock Lesnar one." And it's
1: that's <laughs> uh, weird, but oh well. Okay, so they did... They main-evented Raw with a 10-woman tag. And for me, this felt so forced. Like, well, the women aren't really going to be featured this week because we're doing the Great Royal Rumble and women can't appear in Saudi Arabia. Do you think that at some point the women... And the whole woman's evolution thing is going to just burn out and they'll just be on the card again, or do you think that they will always be a major part of the
2: company? You can't burn them out. They have to keep going. I mean, they have enough potential to keep going. They've got enough fire behind them. Um, Ronda Rousey's just just starting with the WWE. I think Charlotte's right at the precipice of like her biggest push that she's gonna get I don't think you can ever go back to the women being irrelevant um I think it's just gonna i think they gotta they gotta restock n x t uh with with talent to to sustain that um but I don't think you can ever go back on on the women's division I love the women's division i think it's great there's a lot of good personality there there's a lot of good wrestling there um it's a shame that they don't get to to do the the Greatest Royal Rumble? I mean, the whole...
1: I mean, like, politically, politically it's a shame, but the women have had more than enough major moments, and we're only in April, and they're going to have a lot more this year, because I'm sure this year we're going to get the first-ever women's TLC match, we're going to get the first-ever women's main event of WrestleMania next year. It's going to happen.
2: You know, I, think the, I think the silver lining here um, is that they get to avoid the whole rehash of WrestleMania because you've got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. You got AJ versus Nakamura again. Um, so Fletcher what would you do? Yeah. What do you do? You get Charlotte versus Asuka again. What do you put Asuka losing twice in a row? So I guess you get to avoid that. Um, but maybe, you know, a, a Sasha versus Bayley at this event would have been – would have been cool, um or another ronda match would have been cool um I think there's there's definitely enough in that division to have warranted a a spot on a card that is definitely at minimum very interesting
1: no I mean they obviously deserve a spot on any card, but you know politics are what they are in this country and there's nothing immediate that WWE can do about it. Now, is it suspect that they're like, well, the women are the greatest thing ever, and hey, and then, you know, they get this opportunity where it's like, we'll give you all this money to do this great event, but no women, and they jump on it. But, you know, sometimes you have to make business opportunities, and I'm sure the women will get their moment, you know, I will,
2: somewhere down the line. I will say this, you know, Saudi Arabia, is ass backwards you know when it comes to women's rights and things like that, but they've made quote unquote progress in terms of allowing women to drive finally you know I think with this whole entertainment broadly um push that they have going out there, I think eventually Saudi Arabia might realize that they're gonna tap out of certain types of entertainment and they're gonna need women you know to entertain um And if that does eventually start happening, I think the WWE might be the first place that you turn to, to, you know, put women in a marquee entertainment position, you know, in that country. And the next time they go over there, you might actually see, you know, women featured prominently on that, on a, on a card or on some sort of entertainment out there.
0: Does anybody know if, I know that they said ahead of time, women are allowed to attend the show. But does anybody know if they're allowed to sell women's merchandise?
2: Wow, that's a good question. No clue.
1: I'm going to guess probably not. Maybe not if there's like a... Maybe they could sell a Charlotte shirt that says, if you're going to do it, do it with flair, but they can't sell a shirt with Charlotte's face on it. But I'm not sure. That would be pretty interesting to figure out because that is kind of
0: like a 50-50 shot. They're not performing, but it is glorifying their performance mm-hmm. and it'd be interesting too to see if they maybe put like a different video package up or something like that because the beginning of every wwe with a ven now for everything it's got some footage of like trish stratus and stuff like that so i'm very curious to see if they yeah. just like avoid doing something like that or if that's going to be like give us a fucking break we're not going to redo this you know what i mean i don't know i, I do don't... think that this whole uh 10 women tag thing tonight, though. I think that that was mostly just that we're like, why don't we bookend it with Rhonda?
1: I'm I'm just impressed that Rhonda's been on all of these shows. I Mentally, I was so preconditioned to think, okay, here we go. Here's another, you know, big four superstar. And no, she's been on every Raw.
2: I agree. I like seeing her on every Raw. I mean, you know, I was just watching the the Andre, the giant documentary Um, And one of the quotes that I I remember the most was saying that they just couldn't put him on all the time because people get tired of him. And that made me think of Ronda a little bit in terms of how often can you put Ronda on before people get bored? Um, I think they're just going to have her in little segments like that here and there and probably limit her matches to pay-per-views for her first, you know, few months to a year. Um, Maybe... A spot here and there on a on a raw um, but I do think you know how often can you put Ronda out there right now before fans start to be like all right she's just another part of the roster and she's not really anything special
1: I you know my argument to this would be Stone Cold Steve Austin like yeah maybe with Hogan and Andre That philosophy held true. But Austin was on every Monday night, and nobody got sick of that. And that was for a good three years and beyond, if you want to count his time as just an authority figure, you know, coming on TV, giving people the stunner. I don't think if you you book it right and you show it as important, there's no reason that, the people that are being presented as part-time because they need to be to preserve their character can't be full-time and still entertaining.
0: I think the big test is going to be Backlash because right now they don't have much of a card and they're going to have to rush it next week. And we don't have a whole lot of spots for everything. You know, we got, for instance, a Universal Championship on the line, potentially, maybe not. Sort Probably of depends. Not. Uh it depends. I mean if Roman Reigns wins then it's Mojo and him and then yeah but if he doesn't then Brock just fucks off and doesn't show up. Don't hold your breath. We got WWE Championship more than likely on the line at Backlash. We've got the Intercontinental, the United States, we got the two different tag titles, the Raw Women's, the SmackDown Women's, Cruiserweight, and then a bunch of feuds and stuff like that. And there's not a whole lot of room to put other things on there. But at the same time you would think that they would want to put a Ronda Rousey thing in there. And I don't know if this is going to be one of those things where these co-branded pay-per-views are going to get, get like really tight for somebody like a Ronda Rousey. They might not want her on every pay-per-view because if she's just fighting Mickey James, then does it really matter all that much? And are they going to cut out a championship for it or something? You know what I mean? That's going to hey, be a tough call. And hey, you this... really
1: want to make a statement that she's like everybody else? Put her on the pre-show. Yeah.
0: If you wanted to. I mean, they, they're they totally not going to, but... <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting how they do that because, actually, it'll be more interesting when it comes to, what is it, Extreme Rules that comes next after that? Yeah. Yeah. Because Backlash is all fucking ass backwards and stuff, so they might book it differently and we might see something stranger when it comes to Extreme Rules and stuff, but either way, I don't know. I think that we're going to still
1: be in a state of flux for a little bit well all right i guess in keeping with like news about the greatest Royal rumble the eight winners of the saudi arabian tryouts were revealed and i skimmed over the names and it looked like there was a lot of mma people there was one guy who even said that he trained with dory funk jr I think we get these eight people in the Greatest Royal Rumble because why not? I really hope not.
0: Cause you don't eight throw spots. random people in there. Eight spots is a lot. Yeah. That's
2: There's a lot of people they can bring back for this. And I think they're the whole point, I think, to the Greatest Royal Rumble, again it being their first major event out there in Saudi Arabia, they're trying to get everybody out there, get the fans excited and get them pumped for the next time that they're out there. I think that's the whole reason for this, the whole reason for the really weird card for us in the, in the States and the UK for, for people who watch this regularly, I think it's weird, but for people in Saudi Arabia, I think they're ecstatic to see these, these matches and can care less about the storyline And I think that's what the WWE is worried about
0: right now. They have something like, all right, well, WWE.com, you can't even depend on WWE.com anymore. They only have 18 people listed. And if I go through and I count the people that I've actually seen on like, you know, production still kind of things and little advertisement graphics and everything like that i believe i had had like 13 more or something let me double check that for sure so i currently my list right now is 19 confirmed 12 advertised on top of that he count in like mark henry randy orton ray mysterio shane mcmahon like those kind of types and stuff like that we're already past 30 is who is
1: is ray advertised for this
0: yeah he's in one of the graphics
1: really that's interesting
0: so, we've got 30 people right there. We still need 20. Is that including Shane? Yep. Okay. But it's not including a couple other people.
1: Like, Well, I'm it, assuming that, you know, anyone that's on the card, including, like, Cena, Triple H, Undertaker, will likely be in this Royal Rumble.
0: I'm thinking probably most of them. I don't really think that all of them will but there's also plenty of other people too the revival and you know other names and stuff like that we'll get into some of this more when it comes to greatest war rumble talk later but later on but um as far as hot tags go the people that did the tryout i don't imagine that they're going to be a part of this i think that that was just sort of The same thing that they did when they went to China, and the same thing that they've gone when they've gone like a bunch of other places. It was like, let's take a look at a bunch of people in the area. Maybe we'll sign our first Saudi Arabian star, like that kind of thing. Actually, have there been any other ones?
1: No, this is uh, a first time
0: thing. Yeah, so I think that's more so just like, we should diversify and we should bring a bunch of people in there. And I can't imagine them actually wrestling because if they did a tryout, how can they trust them to wrestle?
1: You know? So interesting Jericho was interviewed by Kid Cadet and he was just kind of talking about you know the whole Undertaker change and he's like yeah they asked me to come back for the Rumble and I said yes and then they're like hey we'll put you in a casket match with Taker and he's like sure and then they're like hey uh, we're not gonna put you (laughs) in the casket match with Taker and he's like okay yeah whatever. And he basically said, you know, that's how WWE is. They they jumped the gun, I guess, by immediately announcing that he was replacing Rusev. But, you know, he went with Jericho go, goes with the flow. So does Rusev. Uh, Undertaker being in a casket match is noteworthy in itself. I don't think it matters who he'll be in the casket match with. I mean, personally. I would rather he be in the casket match with Jericho, but that's just me.
2: Dude, Jericho's such a boss. To be able to say sure to a Undertaker match, period, whether it's a casket match or whatever kind of match it is, and Jericho's just like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do it, whatever you want me to do. You know, most other superstars are salivating at that opportunity. You know, other than people who we know have been in there
1: well, but a bunch of hom- times. Jericho. Has been around for a long time. Jericho doesn't look at the Undertaker the way that you know somebody who would who came in the company last year would look at the Undertaker.
2: Of course, of course. But it just—I think it just speaks to to the position Jericho's in and how much he's accomplished. I like—I like to hear that kind of stuff from him because it's like the fact that Undertaker doesn't give him goosebumps. It's kind of like it just shows how bossy he is. In my opinion,
0: yeah, he's just waiting for the cruise,
2: yeah, I want to go on that cruise, man. <laughs> I catch a really the cruise,
1: if so it's a burial at sea match. I like that that's good, <laughs> to it. and on that note, we will see you in there,
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, for that matter though, I mean, I can't think of anything else that we could really talk about. It's one of those weeks where we're probably going to be hit with like Tons of stories tomorrow, because that's my luck, where it'll be like, here's a bunch of interesting things that happen and stuff, but if it is, oh well, we'll get around to it next week, and if anybody else has anything that they want to toss out in the comment section, you want to get our opinions about something, go ahead and leave a comment, and maybe we'll respond back to that that way, that could be a good way to get around some of that kind of stuff, but we will touch on some of this stuff, of course, later on this week, because we're going to be doing our predictions for the greatest Royal Rumble, and then Friday night, afternoon, essentially, you know, that like kind of a mix. We're going to be doing our post show for that one and then swinging back around again, doing more of that same stuff, because the week after that, we're going to have the hot tags backlash. and then backlash predictions and then backlash post show. So it's but the good sort news of-
1: is after backlash, then we can get into the fun stuff of doing maybe another smart announce table and just other podcast things that aren't like, predictions recap hot tags predictions yep
0: <laughs> i'm itching to do mount rushmore or to do one more match or to do a superstar scores again or top rope list or something like that and we'll be taking your suggestions over the next couple of weeks and stuff but maybe you want us to play the game maybe you want us to uh i don't know maybe y'all do a Sporkle quiz or something like that we'll figure it out but lots of prediction stuff coming up pretty soon everybody and if you want to be aware of when that stuff gets posted the best thing for you to do is hit that subscribe button and ring the bell on youtube because then you will be notified of when these things go up but if you don't have us on youtube and you're listening to us on itunes and stitcher or something else like that i don't know what else you would be listening to because those are the only platforms i have but hey i don't know maybe some fucker is twerning this out there or something like that i don't know uh Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment. And of course, always check this web- the website itself as well, because that is where everything gets posted on top of that. Because the whole point of it is it's a website.
1: That's You're how You were going to say,
0: <laughs> say SmartOutMoment, and I was <laughs> uh, merging that all together. Um, but everybody knows the score by now. Go ahead and do that kind of stuff. And on top of that, if you want to follow any of the movie review type of related things, Fanboysanonymous.com is my little spot for that kind of stuff. And follow me on Facebook and Twitter and blah 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 blah. But follow these guys as well.
1: You got uh Robert, anything you want to toss out there? Uh at DudeFelice everywhere. dudefelice.com coming in the next few days. timekillerapparel.com dot com and pandemoniummania.com and just Check out my social media for more. And we're doing the triple threat this week, all about the Greatest Royal Rumble as well. And I'm going to throw it to Jonathan, who I believe has a special Greatest Royal Rumble post coming up on the website as well.
2: Yep, yeah, man. Uh, look out soon for a little history lesson on Taker casket matches. Um, that'll be interesting to, to look through. Um, also, you know, if you're interested in. Knowing what's going on in independent wrestling in New York City specifically, uh, what shows are coming up. Um, I've got a little bit of an Instagram going on. We want wrestling New York City. Oh, um, that's you. Yeah, that's me, man.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's me. I was, you didn't know?
1: Uh, no, I didn't know. <laughs> I, random profile followed me and started liking all my stuff. And I'm like, okay, sure. Who is this guy? But. Cool. Yeah, no, it's really. me, Austin. <laughs> it's me all along, Austin.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we were not wrestling at NYC. Um just putting that up there so just people know what, what independent shows are going on around around town. So that's cool. Um and yeah, just it was fun to be on this for the first time. Appreciate you guys having me on. Look forward to being on more. So
1: Yeah, right, come you, everybody. Yeah. Come hang out Friday.
2: Yeah. Yeah, be fun. uh if uh i'm available i have to get my wisdom teeth pulled and i can still be uh <laughs> awake yeah i'm definitely that might even be better if you're uh completely out of it with that
0: yeah that's kind of be better that way <laughs> one of those people where it's just like they took my tongue <laughs> 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 is this real life no it's wrestling well, we will see you when we see everybody and make sure again, as I mentioned before, drop your comments below and tell us what you think about all these other kind of topics. And when we pop back up next, then hopefully we have more to talk to you about. <laughs> we will see you when we see everybody. This has been another smartout moment and we're being counted out.